Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your glory. We just honor you tonight. You are King, you are Majesty, you are Lord. We declare you our Father, our Lord, Abba Father. We praise you tonight. We bless you, Lord. I pray for each one here. Bless them. I pray for healing and strength. Lord, you bless them, their family, friends, and loved ones. We pray for Wendy. She brings the word. Bless her. Bless the worship team. In Jesus' name, amen. My life is in you.
come nearer to you into your secret place.
times a good time to praise you. Well, we just take that time right now. Just take time out of our busy lives to praise you, to thank you, to come into your presence. Lord, whether it's in this house, whether it's online, wherever it might be, come into your presence, Lord. Thanksgiving in our hearts. We enter your courts with praise. Lord, you usher us into the holy place. Lord, we have access through the blood of Jesus. Lord, many, Lord, in the Old Testament, they didn't have access. But Lord, we have that through Jesus. And we thank you for it. Lord, we just want more of you. More of you today, more of you tomorrow, more of you each day. Thank you. We're thirsty, we're hungry for you. worshiping the Lord through giving you know we give our hearts to the Lord we give our praise we give our worship we give our tithes we give our offerings to the Lord and as we do that and we give generously we will also reap generously whoever sows generously will also reap generously you know if you don't sow you don't reap you don't sow you don't reap but the more generously you sow the more cheerfully you sow, <laughs> the more you will read. Amen. Pretty simple. Lord, we just thank you that you have blessed us, not just with spiritual blessings in heavenly places, but Lord, you've blessed us here in earthly places. Lord, we may not think everything's perfect in our lives, but you are the perfect one. And you will supply our needs according to your riches in glory. Sometimes, Lord, we think we need something when actually we just want it. So, Lord, I thank you that you supply our needs and you know what they are and you will do it right on time in the most effective way that you would bless us as we bless you. Bless each and every one in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, bless you as you give tonight. A uh, few announcements, our sermons on YouTube, Bible readings on WhatsApp, and uh, different sermons and teachings on podcasts. If you go there, uh, I know you'll be blessed. And prayer, the Lord says in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, Call to me and I will answer. Call to me. That's a powerful prayer, just calling on the name of the Lord. Sometimes we think we... Don't know how to pray, but he says, call to me. That's all he said. Just acknowledge me. Call on the name of the Lord. That is a powerful prayer. Not trusting in our own strength, not trusting in somebody else, not trusting in experts or gurus or whatever. Self-help things. He said, call to me and I will answer. Okay. All right, before we do that, let's have a quick prayer. I want to pray for the birthday girls this week, Lydia on Thursday and Nola on Tuesday. All right, birthday girls. So Lord, I just thank you that we can pray a blessing over those who are special to us and those who are special to you. Lord, we pray a special blessing upon Nola upon Lydia this week. Lord, they're your precious daughters and they're our precious sisters in Christ. Lord, we just pray blessing upon them and all the goodness poured about abundantly upon their lives. Let this be their best year yet. And I thank you for health for them, spirit, soul and body in every area of their lives. Lord, financially, socially, relationally, Lord, just bless them. Let this be a year of exponential growth in you. And let it be a year of great satisfaction and breakthrough. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Alrighty. Let's get to the word tonight. Tonight I want to preach on life and peace. Wow, big subject. 
big subject, but I'm just going to take it from the Word of God where there was only like four mentions of that phrase, life and peace. So we're going to look at that, but I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, with my job, I have to, every year I have to um, renew my CPR um, training and have the certificate and everything for it. So yesterday I had to, uh, I had to do the online part of it and then I had to go and do the assessment and pass the course and get the certificate. And, um, you know, CPR is about life, you know, it's a life and death sort of thing. And um, I actually enjoy going to, to that and, you know, just seeing the different young ones and the different people from, you know, doctors, nurses, all different um, walks of life, childcare people, small business owners, just all different people and uh, looking to learn CPR or just to renew their credentials for that. And I was thinking about how important it is for life, you know, and even though you're working with a dummy or a mannequin, you have this kind of sense, you know, that it, you know, it, it could be real. You don't want it to be real, but, but, you know, but you're preparing yourself just in case it is. And you just have this sense of, you know, life, death. And at the end when he was saying, you know, he, he was kind of a funny guy, you, you did it on the mannequin, the adult mannequin, to resuscitate them and then on the baby they give you a, a baby one and so to resuscitate a baby and right at the end you're sort of pressing this little baby's chest with two fingers and and it's all kind of silent and everyone's kind of really intense <laughs> this guy's funny on his phone at the end of it because you've got to be able to get down on your hands and knees and do this for two minutes solid and it's you know it's pretty intense if you can't do that you can't do it but right at the end on his phone, he had a recording and everyone's so intense, like, is this baby going to live? And then he prays his phone and, eh, eh. he said, <laughs> and he was like, oh, the baby's alive kind of thing. And everyone's like, oh, wow, he's alive. <laughs> and he said, and the parents are happy and you're happy and everyone's happy. And, you know, that's what life is about. You know, you kind of feel happy. And then there's peace, everyone has some peace because, you know, the crisis is kind of averted. So, yeah, I'm gonna to get to life and peace. Life, like, we were trying to bring people kind of sustaining a physical life, but life is not just about breathing. You know, in the Bible when it talks about life, it's talking about way more than that. It's talking about the quality of your existence. That's what life means in the Bible. When they talk about your life, they talk about the quality of your existence, not your physical existence, but just the quality of your life. And when it talks about peace, peace, what's peace? Peace is about no war, no fighting, no chaos, calmness. It means having good relationships. You know, it means having, you know, peace between you and God or between you and other people. And then there's like personal peace. There's the inner peace. Do we have inner peace? Do we have that calmness or that serenity on the inside? So I want to have a look at life and peace according to what the Word of God's saying. How do we get life and peace? And you know, many people would say, oh, this way, that way, this way, that way. Let's look at the Word of God. And the first, um, the first mention of, of the phrase life and peace is actually in Proverbs chapter 3. So we'll go there. And it's a person talking, but talking from the point of view of God talking. My son, do not forget my law. What was his law? It was the law of God that he taught his son, okay? He said, don't forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace. There's life and peace. Life and peace, they will add to you. So he's basically saying, as you follow me, as I follow God, as I apply the word in my life, you apply the word in your life. Keep it in your heart. 
don't let it just be something that's written that you kind of refer to every now and then and forget most of the time. He's saying, don't forget it, keep it, guard it, keep it in your heart, keep it in your heart and you will have life, quality of life and peace will be added to you. And then he says this, let not mercy and truth forsake you. In other words, don't forget when you've got God's word in you, then you won't forget to be merciful. You won't forget truth. And then he says, bind it around your neck, bind them around your neck. And they actually would, they would put on their head and that, called a phylactery. Bind it around your neck. You know, is anyone wearing a necklace or something around their neck? Keep it close. It's special. Sometimes people wear, you know, lockets, called a locket, with pictures of people in there who are special to them. You know, if you've got something around your neck, it's usually special to you. It's close to you. So he's saying, bind it around your neck. Keep mercy and truth close to you. Bound part of you even. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Make sure it's written here. When you, when you write something, you can read it. It's there. It's to be remembered. It's for a record. He's saying, keep these things recorded in your heart. Keep them as part of you, like a jewelry you would wear or something that's deep on the inside. And as you do that, he says, as you do, so find favour and high esteem in the sight of God and man. You know, some people think, I don't care what people think. That's okay. But it matters what people think. It does matter. It can affect you in a negative way. If they think highly of you, if they esteem you and they respect you, then you have a measure of influence in their lives. You can speak into their lives. If people respect you, they will listen to you and you have an opportunity to share something with you. If they don't esteem you, they don't respect you, they're not gonna to listen to a thing you say. You're never gonna be able to witness to them. You're never gonna speak into their lives. But he's saying, as you've got the word in your heart, as you are focused on that, you will find favor and you'll be esteemed, not just by people, but it says in the sight of God, God esteems us. God gives us favour when we esteem his word. And then after that, there's this famous, well, I think it's famous, <laughs> trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you want to have a quality of life, if you want to have peace in your life, this is how. He sums it up in this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Don't try and figure it out yourself. Don't try and understand everything yourself and think you know it all, because we don't. Some of us think we know it all, but we don't. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. What does acknowledge mean? It means pay attention. Acknowledge him. You know, I think there's nothing worse than when you're with somebody, right? And they meet somebody that they know and they chit chat, da 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 da. And you're just standing there, like, am I invisible? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it's happened. They don't acknowledge you. They don't even go, oh, hello. Or they don't, hmm. They don't acknowledge you. They don't even pay any attention to you. He's saying, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Pay attention to him. Focus on him, okay? And he will direct your paths. You know, we spend all our time trying to make our own way in life and usually tripping, falling, stumbling, making mistakes. But as we acknowledge him, pay attention. What's he saying to me? What's God saying? Not what are you saying, what are you saying? You sound great. I, li I like to do that. <laughs> What's God saying? He's saying the opposite. <laughs> Sometimes God says the opposite of what people say because they want us to feel good. 
They want it to be all right. Sometimes God lets us go through tough times and challenges so that we grow, okay? So acknowledge him in all our ways and he will direct our paths. Okay, so get God's word in the right place in our lives. You'll have life, you'll have peace. Second thing, second mention, uh, this is Malachi, minor prophet Malachi, and he's speaking to the people of Israel, and this is what God says. My covenant was with him, with who? With Levi. Levi, okay? Levi was one of the sons of Jacob, one of the, one of the uh, sons of Jacob. His name meant joined or connected, and the tribe of priests were the Levites, and God made a covenant with them. He said, my covenant was with him, one of life and peace. So he made a special covenant with Levi for life and peace with the priest. I gave them to him, life and peace. I gave them to him that he might fear me. So he feared me and was reverent before my name. In other words, God said, I made a special covenant. I made an agreement with Levi, with the priest, and he honoured it. He was reverent. He honoured my name. It says this, the law of truth was in his mouth. So he had the word of God in him and he spoke the truth. He was a true priest of the Lord. And injustice was not found on his lips. So he didn't speak dishonourably. He walked with me, Levi, the priest. He walked with me in peace and equity and turned many away from iniquity. So because Levi, the priest, was honourable before God, and priest means somebody who draws near to God. That's what a priest means. And in the New Testament, it says we are all priests. We are all priests. We don't run around with a collar on. <laughs> but we are all priests unto the living God. And he's saying here that he had law and peace because of a covenant given by God. A covenant given to the priest by God. So he'd have life and peace. And guess what? It wasn't just for him. It's for us too. We are in covenant with God. A covenant that will give us life and peace as priests because of our great high priest, Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus. We are in that same covenant and that gives us life and peace. Not only that, it says, He walked with me. He walked with me in peace and equity and turned many away from sin, from iniquity. In other words, he walked with God and he represented him well. It showed. You know, when you walk with the Lord, when you know the Lord, it shows. When you've got the life of God and you've got the peace of God in you, it shows. And many people can be turned from their sin. They may not tell you that, but in their hearts, they might respect you. They might honour you and think, you know what, my life's a mess, but I wish I was more like Sam. I wish I was more like Noah. Huh? When we walk with the Lord, we influence people. That's what God is saying. When you're in covenant with me, you have that life, you have that peace, you have that influence over others for good. So there's the covenant aspect of it. The next mention of life and peace is in the New Testament, in the book of Romans. Okay, who's reading Romans at the moment? Good. Okay, in Romans chapter 8, it says, Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Well, that makes sense. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So it's basically saying there's two ways. There's the flesh or the worldly way or there's the godly way, the spirit. The flesh, the spirit. Two ways, just like heaven, 
hell, you know, <laughs> pretty simple. And then he says this, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. There it is again, life and peace. Be spiritually minded, be focused on the Lord, attend to the Lord, pay attention to him, set your mind. Am I going to be wishy-washy and go from here to there to here to there? Or I'm going to set my mind. You know, it's like jelly. You know, jelly sets. You make jelly, you put it in the fridge, so it'll set. So it won't move. It might wobble a bit, but it won't move. Set your mind, okay? And even if your mind wobbles a bit, it's still set on the Lord. Be kindly minded is death. Spiritually minded is life and peace. Why? Because the carnal mind is enmity against God against God. It is not subject to the law of God. In other words, people who are carnally minded or worldly minded cannot follow the laws of God. They are not following the laws of God, nor indeed can be. Their minds can't follow God. Their minds are closed. In fact, they're enemies of God may not look like enemies, but deep down, there's that resistance, there's that rejection, until God does something through our prayers or God does something supernaturally and things can change. That's why we pray. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. In other words, if you are born again, if you are born again, if you are a Christian, you are a believer in the Lord Jesus, the spirit of God does dwell in you. The spirit of God dwells in me, the spirit of God dwells in you, because you are born again. You are born of the spirit, okay? Therefore, you are pleasing to the Lord. Not perfect. None of us are perfect. But we are pleasing to the Lord. We are not in the flesh. We are in the Spirit. We can be led by the Spirit. We can hear the voice of the Spirit. Okay? But when you're in the flesh, you cannot. That's what the Word of God said. Cannot please God. Cannot follow the laws of God. So here we got the um, life and peace through the Spirit of God. Spiritually minded, not, not worldly minded. And the last thing I want to go to, the last one, is in 1 Timothy chapter 2. There's only four mentions of life and peace. You'd think there'd be a lot more, but those two connected together, there's only four mentions. And then Paul says to Timothy, therefore I exert, I exhort first of all, in other words, I'm, I'm encouraging you, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority. I'll go back in a minute and explain the differences between those things. Supplications. Does anyone know the difference between supplication, prayer, intercession, thanksgiving? They're just kind of things that we brush over sometimes. You just read it and you go, oh, I wonder what that means. <laughs> and then we just keep going. But supplication. He's saying, first of all, supplications. This is what I encourage you to do. This is when you are in deep need. When there's something specific that you are passionate about and you humble yourself and you're basically calling out to the Lord for yourself. Like, Lord, have mercy. Heal me. Don't let me die. Those kind of prayers, they're supplications. Spare my life. You know, when Hezekiah was told, get your, get your house in order, you're gonna die. He went, 
He turned to the wall. He cried out to the Lord. That was a supplication. Lord, hear me. And God heard him and gave him another 12 years. That was his supplication. What is a prayer? Prayer is basically connecting with God. It's more of a broad um, aspect. It's prayer, but there's prayers that are connecting with God, that are thanking the Lord, that are requests to the Lord. Uh, usually what we need, okay? What we need. Um, intercession, what's intercession? It's what others need. Intercession is when we are praying for others. Prayers and supplications can be what we need, sometimes more intense than others. You know, sometimes if you're praying for something that's been a bad report or is life-threatening, that's supplication. When you're saying, oh, Lord, just help me pass this test. You know, don't let me, you know, don't let me pass, don't let me fail my driving test or help me with this or that. That's prayer. It's not exactly supplication. You might feel desperate, but it's actually prayer. Intercession is when you are standing in the gap for somebody else, that you are asking for something that they need, not something that you need. And thanksgiving, what's thanksgiving? Giving of thanks, thanksgiving. It's just showing appreciation. It's a form of praising God through prayer. It's appreciation. It's honouring Him. It's praising Him. You know, it's not coming in with a list and saying, God, here's my list. We actually pray by saying, Lord, you're really awesome. Thank you that you love me so much, that you've taken care of me all these years. Thank you for healing my elbow the other day. And, you know, just stuff like that. That's thanksgiving to the Lord. It's connecting. It's relational. It's just communication with someone that you love and someone that loves you. But here, Paul is telling Timothy there's different kinds of prayers. And he's saying, I want you not just to pray for yourself or for the local church. Pray for everybody. He said, for all men, for kings and all in authority. In other words, leaders, prime ministers, you know, global leaders that you don't like, the bad guys, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for their people. Why? Why do we pray for them? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. Life and peace. Quiet. Peace and quiet in our lives. In all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour. Why? Why do we pray? Because God desires all men to be saved, to come to the knowledge of the truth. He wants them to be saved, and he wants to save them through our prayers. He's done the work on the cross, but we do the work now in prayer. So he's saying, continue to pray, continue to intercede, continue and that life and that peace and that quietness the rewards will come to us as we pray for others think about that you want some more rewards in your life pray for others pray for those in leadership pray for those you don't even know pray for those that you read about in the newspaper you know just pray Whenever I hear a police siren, whenever I hear an ambulance siren or a fire truck, I hear a siren, I will pray. Because you don't know where they're going. You don't know who they're helping. And I pray protection over the first responders because you don't know who they're going to. And you certainly hope that they're not going to someone that you know. So I always pray, I just, I just do it. It's just a habit of mine. Don't know where I learnt it, but it is a habit. <clears throat> so let's wrap it up. How do we get life? How do we get peace? Firstly, through having the word in our hearts. Living the word and trusting. Trusting. It's not about what we think. It's about acknowledging God and following him and letting him direct 
our lives. Let him lead us. Life and peace comes not through our own good works or any of that thing. It's about the covenant that God has made with us because we have received Jesus in our lives. So we are in covenant with God. You know, in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it says, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Not through anything that we've done except believe, basically. How do we have life and peace? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Being spiritually minded, not earthly minded. Spiritually minded. Letting Him lead us. Letting Him guide us. And the last thing, have life and peace through prayers. Through our prayers. <coughs> you know, sometimes prayer can be difficult. It can be like a task or a duty, but as you press in in prayer, and the more you pray, you think, you know what, God's going to reward me for this. I'm going to see breakthrough through this, and it's going to help me in my life with peace. You know, when you don't pray, you don't have peace. You don't have peace. Anyway, thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for life. We thank you for peace. Thank you, Jesus, that you said your peace you leave with us. You gave it to your disciples. You said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled. And neither let it be afraid. Lord, I thank you for quality of life for us. Quality life. And peace that comes from you peace that comes from you. We can live life in peace, not in pieces. Thank you, Lord, that our life comes from knowing you. Our peace comes from knowing you. Thank you that you gave your life so we could have life and we could have peace how awesome you are. We bless you and thank you. Lord, I pray for anyone who may be struggling with a lack of peace in their lives. Let them know that it comes from you. Let that receiving come as they sit in your presence and receive. Just bless each and every one. Bless their family members. Bless the meditations of their hearts. Bless their prayer life bless their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's live life in peace, not pieces. <laughs> Hallelujah.